The way we talk about culture war, the booming religious right, and the pushback of the new atheists, you'd think the collision of faith and doubt was a new thing. It's not. It's a conversation, okay, fine, an argument, that was already underway 3,000 years ago. When the author of Psalm 14 said, The fool says in his heart there is no God, he gave evidence that religious doubt was alive in some form in ancient Judea. And it didn't end there. Writings from ancient Greece, Rome, China, and India all testify to the presence of both religious and irreligious points of view, and secular and religious ideas about who we are and how we should behave continue to contend for the soul of human culture straight down through the centuries, not as a sideshow, but as one of the defining conversations about what it means to be human, as daring as it seems to us, its old hat for humanity. This book is about the most fascinating possible meeting place of faith and doubt, not in public debate, not even in private conversation or friendship, but in the intimacy of marriage, the joining of people from different sides of this age-old divide in a lifelong commitment of love, respect, and shared purpose. But before we narrow the focus, let's look at the bigger context in which these marriages happen. So many of our assumptions about religion, irreligion, and the meeting of the two are colored by our own biases. That includes a natural tendency to see the nuance and variety on our side of the aisle, while underestimating the nuance and variety on the other side, or sides. It's not just a problem for the secular religious boundary, of course. Both political liberals and conservatives tend to see themselves in high definition and full color, while seeing those on the other side of the spectrum as a pencil sketch cartoon. Same with nationality, race, gender, sexual orientation, just about any categories we put ourselves into. As bad as this kind of cartooning is in public life, it's even worse for a marriage. If an atheist and a Christian are headed for the altar, let's say, and the atheist believes her Christian fiancé is a dumb, fearful dogmatist, and he in turn thinks she's an immoral, joyless, hell-bound wretch, well, be sure to keep your gift receipts. Sure, there are believers and non-believers who hold those opinions of the other side. They will tend to marry their own anyway, and that's probably wise. But most people on both sides of that belief gap have more moderate, flexible views of people on the other side of the gap. One of the main purposes of this book is to show that even as deep a difference as religious belief and disbelief is not the showstopper people often think it is. That, in turn, should make it much less puzzling that marriages between religious and secular people can, and often do, work brilliantly. Almost every variable that impacts the secular religious marriage—cultural attitudes, social blending, definitions of marriage, even what it means to be religious or secular—has undergone profound change in recent years. This chapter explores those changes— and the ways they have made marriage between believers and non-believers more common and less surprising. The Biggest Gap of All Marriages joining two existing faiths often bring a challenge that the secular, religious mix doesn't have, the loud collision of two long-established traditions. It isn't just abstract beliefs that collide for couples from two religions. It's the practical problems that arise when their traditions give different instructions about what to do on December 25th, or when your child is born, or turns 13, or before dinner on any given Thursday. 
or when a loved one dies, or if you want eternal life. Still, there's a pretty fundamental difference between the religious and non-religious ways of seeing the world. Even if there is common ground, each perspective still has an inherent rejection of the other at its core. Making a secular religious marriage work doesn't require us to deny that conflict, only to place it among the many differences that every couple carries into marriage. As the humanistic rabbi Adam Shalom once put it, every marriage is a mixed marriage, bringing difference of a hundred kinds together. When a believer and a non-believer come together, the mix is there, it's real, but it doesn't have to overwhelm the common ground. This is true in part because religion, irreligion, and marriage itself have undergone tremendous changes in recent generations.